episode of the Excel videocast series. I am Professor Marsh at Shippensburg University hosting today's concept using the future value function in Excel. The future value function will compute the value of an investment at the end of a time period given regularly spaced constant payments at a fixed interest rate during the time period. Here's the setup for a problem. You would like to determine how much money you will have at the end of a 10-year period if you put $250 into an account at the end of each month and get a 7.75% annual interest rate. Assume you're able to open the account with $3,000 that a favorite relative gave you at graduation. A spreadsheet has already been set up with the information we need to input the data that we have. What we need to do is input our interest rate. This is called the rate attribute. And we're going to input our 7.75% annual interest rate into cell B3. In cell B4, we're going to put the number of periods, the NPER attribute, that will go in the function later on. That's our 10 years. Let's put our regular payment in, our $250 that we're going to put in every month, and then our initial investment, the present value. That's the $3,000 that our favorite relative gave us. We're going to compute the future value function and put the answer in cell B8. To get that function into there, let's go up to the top of the screen and click on the Insert Function key. When we do that, the Insert Function dialog box opens up and we're going to find our future value function in there. That's the FV function. It happens to be in my most recently used list. If it's not in yours, you might have to click on All or in the Financial category to find it. If you're not sure what function you need, you can type in a brief description, type in Go, and it will give you some selections to choose on. When you do that, the, I'm going to double click on FV the future the function arguments window will pop up. We need to input our rate, number of periods, the payment, and the present value. We can do that by either double clicking on the cell. That puts it into the rate one. That's the way I did that one. Here's an important fact. You have to divide by 12 because we're depositing our money every month and there's 12 months in a year. This is an annual rate, so divide by 12. The same goes for the number of periods. Our period is 10 years, but we're really depositing money every month. So let's go ahead and put in the 10 years that's in cell B4, but multiply times 12 to get the 120 periods, the 120 months that we're going to deposit our $250. We need to put our payment in, the PMT. That's our $250 every month. There is a trick there. You have to make sure that you put a negative sign before the $250 or before the cell. That's because Excel assumes that you're going to be taking the money out of your pocket and putting it into the account. Hence, it's negative to you. Again, let's put in the cell references rather than any values, and you'll see why later in the course. So put our negative sign in front of B5. That's where our regular payment is. Finally, we have to put in the present value of our account. That would be $3,000. We're not going to put the $3,000 there, just a cell reference. That's cell B6. And again, we have to put the negative sign before it because that money comes out of our pocket. The final argument in the future values function is the type. If we leave it blank or put a zero in it, the calculations are done assuming that the payment is deposited at the end of the time period, at the end of the month.
If we put a 1 in there, it assumes it calculates the value at the beginning of the month. Not too much difference, but it's very important to know what it is if you're using it in a financial situation. Finally, the answer actually shows up. If we click on OK, it will show up in the cell B8. So we have our answer, the future value of $51,600 that will be in our account at the end of 10 years. If we start with $3,000, deposit $250 a month for 10 years and an annual interest rate of 7.75%. There are three exercises for you to do. Go ahead and read over the first one, pause your video, do the calculations in Excel and make sure you come up with the answer. Do the same with exercises 2 and 3 also. up today's session. This is Professor Marsh reminding you that you can do that with Excel. <laughs>